0: Micah Parsons, he rushed the passer nine times against the Packers because they were really banged up. Anthony Barr out. This time he is going to play more on the edge. I don't know why they use him at linebacker so much anyway. It's like having Patrick Mahomes. It's like, oh, let's see if Patrick Mahomes plays strong safety. No, just play him a quarterback. Play Michael Parsons at edge. I think he's going to have a big day, and I think that the Cowboys are going to blow out the Minnesota Vikings as one of the half-point favorites. All right, Dak Prescott throwing. Passing yards, 256 and a half yards. Yeah, he's
1: been under this number a lot, but I'm actually going over here just because three of the last four quarterbacks to face the Vikings have thrown for at least 300 yards, and so because the Vikings' run defense is so good, that's how they move the balls through the air. Give me the over to 256 on Dak Prescott passing yard. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's.
0: All right, welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Barry. I am Jay Croucher. Where we
1: never get anything wrong. <laughs> never get never, anything like, wrong. You only saw two of the calls, but if you didn't watch any of the show yesterday, literally every single prediction we made came true.
0: Out of the thousands.
1: I mean, it was un- when you said when you said uh, Matt Breida will well, outscore Saquon Barkley. I think people thought you were crazy. Yeah, uh, I wasn't. When, when you said Josh Palmer. Will will be you know a top five fantasy wide receiver in a game in which uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are active. We thought people people thought we were crazy.
0: I called Cade York over Kadarius Tony a thousand percent
1: when we said, listen, if you have a flex position, bench Justin Jefferson and Dalvin (laughs) Cook and start Brett Maher (laughs) in that spot if he can play a kicker, right? Exactly, nailed every single promotion. Well, those were those were two predictions that we did actually nail. There were definitely some misses as well, but listen. Um, did we let down the defense the way Zach Wilson did? No. <laughs>
0: no, 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 we did not.
1: To quote the great Zach Wilson. Yep. All
0: right, let's get straight into yes. some Roto World headlines. There yes, are plenty. As,
1: as we welcome everyone into the happy hour, you know, we always got to tell them it's noon on Monday on a peacock, but it's.
0: It's five o'clock somewhere. Thank you, Jay. That's all i will asking. London. Is, uh, I, London, I believe. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, cheerio. Cheerio. Dreams up. Chaps. Bottoms up, chaps. Bottoms up, chaps. Bottoms. chaps. All right. Uh, the Minnesota glug, Vikings. Glug. You know what's
1: interesting is the words glug glug. Yes. Universal. Doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter where you're from. Doesn't matter what country you're from. You could be living in a cave.
0: Yeah, you'd know And glug, I just glug. go, glug glug. Yeah. Well, if you are living in a cave, I hope you're doing okay, and I hope that and you're people, on the Dallas Cowboys minus means. one and a half. And they would
1: take their, like, little half-eaten, half-open coconuts and...
0: It's a strange glug glug tangent.
1: I'm just, <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying that it's universal. We speak the universal language.
0: Of Glug Glug. All right. And love. Dallas Cowboys blow out the Minnesota Vikings, oh, Matthew, 40 yeah, you to 3. That.
1: You love that? People if you thought, had their the,
0: people were confused that uh, one and a half the Cowboys were favored. Turned out they should have been favored by 36 and a half, and right. they just annihilated and they still would have covered. the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, it was the Tony Pollard show, it was the Dak Prescott show. Sadie Lamb didn't do a great deal outside of having one of the best catches of the season. Uh, but I think the story is Tony Pollard. Can he still be an RB1 going forward with Ezekiel Elliott? Still getting 15 carries yesterday. Yeah, I mean, look, and showed the explosiveness.
1: And and what was interesting here is that they actually used him. Finally, for the love of Pete, can we put Tony Pollard in the passing game? And we did. He got six targets, six for 109, and the two scores, including the 68-yarder that you see there on your screen. Like, that's what we've been waiting for. Like, going into the season, we're like, look, Zeke's going to be the guy between the tackles, but they're going to try to use... Tony Pollard's speed and mobility and versatility in space, getting the ball in these dump offs, let him beat out. And you know what? They finally did. It only took him 11 weeks. Mike McCarthy. Don't get me started on Mike McCarthy because you know what? At least for today, he is the champion, 40 to three over the Vikings. And even even Mike McCarthy, who's one of my least favorite coaches in the NFL, can't be dumb enough to go like, "Hey, we shouldn't do that anymore." Right, you know what I mean. Even he's got to be like, oh, oh, that actually worked. I it was saying that we've been other people have been saying all year long about, hey, Tony baller should be used in the passing game. Oh, oh, wow, it worked. So yes, I, I don't know that there's anything from yesterday's performance that goes away. I think if you're Dallas, you feel really good about how that. I mean, listen, it's 40 to three against a team that was that had just one loss coming in the game, Jay. But. Uh, You know, Ezekiel Elliott between the tackles, pounding the end stuff close. Tony Pollard spreading the defense, using him, getting him mismatched on linebackers, taking advantage of his speed and versatility as well. Like, uh, I think for our purposes, next week, at least in my rankings, will be very similar to what they were this week, which 15 is and 25, I had I range. had Tony Pollard at 15. I had Zeke at 25. Look, we didn't expect multiple touchdowns from each guy. Uh, Pollard winds up running back one as we head into Monday Night Football. Zeke is running back 10. But the fact of the matter is, is Zeke has now had back-to-back games with two touchdowns. He's had at least 15 touches in six of the last seven games. He's not going anywhere. The volume will be there. The – in-close opportunities should likely be there. But um, but Tony Pollard is just the better running back to the eye test, to everyone's test, right?
0: Yes, he passes every single test, the glug-glug test, any test that you want. I think that what you're hoping for is that it's – I guess, 50-50 in terms of the split of carries, and then Pollard gets all the receiving work. Because that has been a trend, is that Zeke just isn't getting any pass-catching work this year. So you want that to go to Pollard, because he's clearly the more explosive player in the pass game. And I think that this Dallas offense is good enough that it can support both of them and CD Lamb and Dak Prescott and Dalton Schultz all as viable fantasy starters.
1: Tony Pollard ran a route on 51% of his snaps, which is great. And I, I would guess, without having the research in front of me, I would be shocked if that was not a season high for Pollard. So feels like – and maybe you can say, like, hey, you know, give a pass to McCarthy because Dak gets in, injured early and then they've got Cooper Rush and then they're just trying to sort of, like, manage it with Cooper Rush. But given how well that Cowboys defense is playing – uh, you feel pretty good about them, especially given that they're playing on Thursday Thanksgiving, as is tradition. They're home to a suddenly vulnerable New York Giants. I mean, the Giants got exposed, I think, by the Lions. We'll talk about the game in a little bit here, but we talked about that on, on Fantasy Football pregame as well. That we liked the Lions to upset the Giants. It was also Ahmed's uh, bold call. Yes. Props to Ahmed. One for one. Lions are his team. Feels like another big game is coming for the Cowboys on Thanksgiving.
0: I feel like the bottom is falling out of the Giants, and we'll get to them, but Wondell Robinson, he's torn his ACL, unfortunately. Adoree Jackson is out four to six weeks, too. They've got other defensive players banged up. So I think that, look, that line right now in BetMGM is Cowboys minus eight and a half. I think it'll probably close minus ten and a half, and I'd still probably be taking the Cowboys. That feels like a blowout. And the team that just got blown out by the Cowboys, the now eight and two Minnesota Vikings, who after that have a negative point differential on the season despite being eight and two. And look, just when you look at the screen and the performances from the Minnesotans, everyone did poorly. Dalvin Cook was okay. okay on the ground but didn't get a touchdown or the receiving work. TJ Hawkinson, fine. But Cousins, Jefferson Thiel, and just the disaster. Hawkinson the
1: dropped two touchdowns, yeah. one of which he absolutely should have had, one sure. of which he would have had to make a good play, but it's a play he's made before. Which, by the way, just not for nothing. Like, And I get that the show, look, most of the show is about you guys, okay? Most of the show is me pouring out my heart, pouring out my brain for you, for you at home. This one's about me and me only. So I'm in a guillotine league, right? Here we go. I'm in a guillotine league, right? And and so so in a guillotine league, if you're the lowest scoring team in the league, you get chopped. And so I have a great team in this guillotine league. Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, A.J. Brown, (laughs) Miles Sanders, Michael Pittman, Josh Allen. (laughs) It's a great team. Not anymore. No! (laughs) Not anymore, Jay Croucher. You know why? Because everyone that I just mentioned – Didn't score a touchdown. Not one of them. Oh, no. Here, Matt Breida, take a freaking touchdown. I saw Devin Singletary in that league. He's the only guy of that long list of superstars, Devin Singletary. And yet, there's one other guy, my buddy Guillermo. Guillermo (laughs) Guillermo has a terrible team. He had to start Devontae Smith. He started Dave Davis. Who you, you don't start volatile players like that in guillotine, right? You know, it's just it's dumb. It's a dumb move. And yet those two guys scored touchdowns. And so we were going down, and I end up I'm down by five points. I'm down by five points to lose this guy. I've got a better team than him, top to bottom. I just mentioned all those superstars, none of whom can get in the end zone. And so you know what happens? You, you know what Here happens. It is. Here, there it is. Look at my uh, team. Look like- at that. DJ Hawkinson. If he just catches one of the two touchdowns he should have caught. One of those two stupid touchdowns, I'm still alive in my guillotine league. Because, oh, God forbid Josh Allen throw more than one touchdown pass. God forbid Saquon Barkley gets more than 30 yards against the Lions. The Lions, Saquon Barkley. Oh, Michael Pittman, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown. That one game just absolutely tanked me. I thought at least one guy, one guy would do something. For the love of all that is holy and good, Jalen Hurts. Could you, Quez Watkins? Why are we throwing it to Quez Watkins? It's good, Quez. A.J. Brown is there. <laughs> Miles Sanders is there. Michael Pittman. Come on, Matt Ryan. For once, try not to get sacked. Throw it to Michael Pittman.
0: I loves getting sacked, Matt Ryan. I'm just. He didn't like it was.
1: It was brutal. And then Alvin Kamara. You're playing the Rams. You're at home. What? You, Juwan Johnson
0: again. Really? <laughs> yeah, Andy Dalton? The best in could, could we just dump it off? to? <laughs> Travis like, Kelsey.
1: Again, yeah. I needed five points. That game, that entire team of superstars, Taking the quarterback out of it. That entire team of superstars called one touchdown. Yeah. Do you understand how hard it is to have seven legitimate offensive stars that score only one touchdown over the course of a day? Do you know how hard it is? Well, I did it. I did it with my guillotine league. It's
0: good. It was a good lineup. I'm it was.
1: At it, you're right to use the past tense. Yeah. It was a good lineup. It no longer exists. It's in the ether. It's done. It's now there for the rest of my guillotine league to, to pick over. Like, you know, pick over like you're at a garage maybe sale. Good, Ooh, maybe I'll get a Camaro. Maybe I'll get Barkley. Oh, do I want a Josh Allen or not? I don't know. Let me just go. All my, my carcass just there laying out dead. All because TJ Hawkinson couldn't come down with one of two touchdowns he should have had. Wow. I didn't need both of them.
0: I just needed one. <laughs> just needed one, Jay Croucher. You didn't like Saquon's 15 for 22? I did not. You didn't did like, not. like the 22 yards on the ground? No, against Detroit. The That's the one. You you know, you're taking shots at TJ Hawkinson. Saquon going 15 for 22. Was a killer. That's Was a killer. Yeah. Was a kill. He was playing the Lions. <laughs> yeah. Didn't get the Lions. Matt breeder. MB, Matt Breida, the real and only living M. Bay left in that league. Matt, Matt Breida, Breida. <laughs> yeah.
1: Dayball, <laughs> do you understand what you've done to me, Brian Dayball and Saquon Barkley? I am a diehard. Since I was five years old, Washington Commanders fan. You know this, right? Yeah. Like, and I'm so aware. when you are when you grow up, <laughs> yeah. as I have, you a Commanders fan. Giants. You know what you are? Yeah. You are a Cowboys hater. Yeah. You are a Cowboys. <laughs> you hate the Cowboys. Sure. And yet. This Thanksgiving against the New York Giants. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Cowboys? I hope they dominate them. Yeah. I hope they dominate them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's go I hope they
1: crush them like a grape. (laughs) Just like that team did to my soul.
0: Yeah. All right, have some tequila. Let's go on to Sunday Night Football. I already
1: had. I admit, this is my second glass. (laughs) pre
0: game show. I mean, like, you understand, I'm very bitter. You're, You're fired up. Also fired up. Every fan in Kansas City after what Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in football, did against the Chargers. Uh, but I think the story is mainly the, the That injuries. felt good to get out. Yeah? You happy? You can <laughs> no, leave? I'm not
1: happy. But at least <laughs> I'm like, a, I, I, it catharsis. needed to come out. Yes. It needed to come out. Because you know what? Like, I, I'm here for a long day. I'm so frustrated. I go home. You know, my kids are bad. I kiss my kids on the forehead. My <laughs> wife's asleep. I kiss her, kiss her goodnight. They don't know the I can't, rage. Like, Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, they, they don't know the rage. Yeah. they just like, I'm his <laughs> daddy. Oh, how was how was work yeah. today? It was fine. I saw you on TV. Thanks. Yeah. You know, like, thanks, love bug. You know, like, I can't. They don't I can't, know. The, they don't understand. They don't know
0: the demons no. change oh, inside oh, you. The T.J. Yeah. Hawkinson, right. Matt Brady demons. Don't, right,
1: exactly. at each other knuckles. They don't see me tossing and turning in my bed. So freaked out. So upset. Like, oh, oh, oh. I, I, I literally took two ambience last night to go to sleep. <laughs> oh, I swear to God. This is what you've like, done, this done this to Matthew I, no, Berry, Brian Dayball. I just uh, Brian Dayball. Okay, well. My, my dumb guillotine link. All right, yeah. It wouldn't ahead. have been a problem if you had Patrick yep. Mahomes yeah, in your team because good. he's really Ashtaghan good. Yeah, he's good. he's quite on. good. Let's go is to. There any, is there anything we need to talk about Patrick Mahomes? I, mean, I don't think so. He's going
0: to win MVP. He's he's, he's going to walk to it now. I don't see any doubt there. What's his line at that? Minus 150.
1: Oh, sorry, you're not even getting plus money <laughs> Well, I think point. it's still
0: a bet. It's still a bet. It should be minus 250. Let's talk about some of the injuries, though, in that game. I think that's the most relevant fantasy element to come out of it. Mike Williams comes back from the high ankle sprain, immediately injures his ankle again. Kadarius Tony does his hamstring, as he is prone to, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who did get a carry, which he didn't do last week, he injures his ankle, and it becomes the Isaiah Pacheco show. So what are we doing with these injuries, Matthew? I think it's Josh Palmer. It's Juju Smith-Schuster when he comes back. And yeah, then I mean it's Isaiah I, I, Pacheco. Yeah, I
1: mean I think yeah, I mean Isaiah Pacheco is the clear sort of winner here. Clyde Edwards-Elair, his snap percentage had decreased for five straight games prior to the injury. I mean we liked Pacheco. I talked about him on Football Night in America. We talked about him on Fantasy Football Pre-Game as well. Like we thought Pacheco would have a nice game given how the Chargers came into the game as the second worst run defense over the last month. And so um, Clyde edwards Zelair injury sort of gives an excuse to the Chiefs to do what they've been wanting to do all along, which is go to Pacheco and McKinnon. It's sort of a one-two punch with Pacheco, the early down guy, and McKinnon, the passing down back. Uh, so that's your answer there, is if Pacheco's still out there, he should be the number one waiver claim. We'll see how long uh, CEH is out with the ankle injury. We'll get an update probably later today. Tomorrow will be the Waiver Wire show. Kadarius Tony, hard to say, right? You know, because, again, we know Nicole Hardman isn't coming back. He's on IR. He's out for at least three more games. But how bad is Juju Smith Schuster? Certainly, it was nice that Kadarius Toney played a lot of snaps on the first drive, played a lot of them like it looked like he was going to have a, a significant role in the game. And then he leaves as well with that hamstring injury. Remember, this is a guy who missed five games with the Giants with a hamstring injury. Those soft tissue injuries, you know, are always nervous, especially for speed guys, especially for guys with his skill set. So we'll, we'll hope for the best with Kadarius Toney until we know more. But feels like making up for him, it's kind of being a committee, right? I mean, you know, like, well, I mean, like, it's, it, like last night it was a lot of Travis Kelsey. Well, that's the problem. But, but you, saw some, you saw some Justin Watson. I mean, you, you saw some Noah Gray. Like, you know, Sky Moore got into the mix as well, right? And then, you know, does Juju come back next week? I, I don't know.
0: The problem is, is that you're going to hunt through this committee and hunt for your Sky Moors, and the answer is only Travis Kelsey because he's the, guy who's, he's the only guy who's going to be consistent, who's going to be 90 yards and a touchdown each week, and it's just going to be spread amongst and, the other and, guys.
1: And, and to be clear, Travis Kelsey is the answer. No matter the question.
0: Yes. Right. Who terrifying. would you like
1: your sister to date? Travis Kelsey. Yes. Who would you like to go bowling with? Travis <laughs> yeah. Kelsey. Who's going to win you your fantasy game? Travis Kelsey. It's oh, no. Man. Go I'm look trapped, at the high I, Yeah. Oh, no. I'm, I'm trapped in the woods with a bear. Who will save me? <laughs> yeah. Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Who won I, Best Supporting Actor in 2018? Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Exactly. Right. It
1: doesn't matter what the question is. The answer is always, always Travis Kelsey. Uh-oh, or, we, you know, looks like, you know, we got we got to figure out this issue in the Ukraine. Yeah. Who do we send in? Yeah. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. You know what? Like, Russia, Ukraine, yeah. get in a room with Travis Kelsey. I bet you both come out happy. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, like, it doesn't matter what the question is.
0: The answer is always, <laughs> and forever, Travis Kelsey. He's something else. Also something else last night was Josh Palmer, who yes, really sir. produced. Last night, Which, he gets by the way, 10 he likes, targets. For how many weeks are we
1: like, look, oh, no, Mike Williams, no, no, you know, like, Chargers. This my, it was a bad week for me. Like I just, I'm, I'm gonna totally cop to this, right? We're frazzled. Tonight. Hang on, football night in America. Football yeah. night in America. I do my bet MGM breakdown yeah. with Chris Sims every single week. It usually goes pretty well. Okay, it goes pretty well. Sure. You know what my two bets were last night? Well, were they? I'm gonna tell you. So first <laughs> off. Over five-and-a-half receptions for Austin Eckler. Sure. Over five-and-a-half receptions for Austin Eckler. He'd hit that number four straight games, seven of nine mm. total games this year. He had nine the previous game against Kansas City. No team in the NFL gives up more receptions to opposing running backs than the Kansas City Chiefs. I felt pretty good about Austin Eckler over five-and-a-half receptions. He got two, yeah. right? And then I also <laughs> had Mike Williams any time, any time oh, touchdown. That one he scored, right he, well, well at yeah. third in. But, you know, like. <laughs> There you go. And, of course, like Josh Palmer, who you know we've been riding all season long, and we're like, Josh Palmer, I'm just telling you, there's a talented kid. He's a talented kid. And with no Mike Williams and no, uh, no Keenan Allen, he should get a lot of looks. And what happened is every once in a while they would have a nice game, but really for the entire stretch of it, Justin Herbert's like, I'm just going to dink and dunk, dink and dunk, dink and dunk. Here you go, Austin Eckler just take a ton of receptions. And so last night, with everyone back, you're like, okay. And does he dink and dunk again? No, he does not. Even though that's a place to attack the Kansas City Chiefs, again, most receptions allowed to opposing running backs. The two times he actually do it, they, for only reason credit him with three, but uh, with two. But I felt like there were three receptions to Eckler. Those three plays were all huge plays. Like yep. the Chargers move the ball, but would they do that? No, Brandon Staley. Why would I want to do this thing? Why would I want to get the ball in my best player's hand? That makes no sense. That makes no sense. Why would I want the pl- the ball in my best player's hands? It's crazy talk. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey, Isaiah Spiller, let's get you a lot of runs.
0: Isaiah Spiller, Sonny. Yes,
1: and Isaiah. And, like, I like Isaiah Spiller. I grew up in College Station, Texas A&M Mags, that's my team. I like Isaiah Spiller. I'll tell you this. If Isaiah Spiller were right here, he'd, we'd say, are you as good as Austin Eckler? He'd be like, no. No, I'm not. No. And he's not. It's, so, anyway, whatever. The fact of the matter is, is that, yes, in the game that we didn't think Josh Palmer would do anything because Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were there, He goes off. He has a monster game. He does what we thought he had the ability to do, what we saw in the preseason, what we've seen from flashes for him throughout the year. So, yes, if if, if Mike Williams' injury is serious – you know, he aggravated this high ankle sprain. Then, yeah, we're back in on Josh Palmer.
0: Yep, it's fine. When you're wrong on Football Night in America, not many people watch that show. It's only like uh, So you don't million, think anyone so. saw that? No, no, I don't think oh, so. Oh, thank God. I think, so. I think they missed it. I think okay. they missed it. Whew. All right, let's Good. go on to... Because that would hurt my reputation. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to I don't yeah. want yeah. to do yeah. five and a half? <laughs> yeah. Come on. All right. I mean, like, just what are we doing? Bills defeat the Browns, Matthew, sure. in Detroit. 31-23. It was looking a bit iffy early, but then they right. steamrolled the... Pretty listless Cleveland Browns. Josh Allen, not great. I don't think that really means anything. Obviously, you're starting Josh. They missed Allen a couple of
1: games of practice. They had to have their neighbors and weirdly, <laughs> Travis Kelsey helped them <laughs> yeah, out, yeah. shoveling snow and get them out. It's, seriously, I don't know. You didn't see it. Like he's got he's got Bill's gear on, but Travis Kelsey was in there helping because there's nothing he can't do. It's
0: quite a week, Travis.
1: Quite uh, a tried, tried week, but less than 200 passing yards for the first time this season. But he's had less than 20 fantasy points in three out of four games. Uh, three of the last four, I will say. Didn't really use his legs that much, under 10 rushing yards. This is a, for the first time since week 10 of last season. But here's my question. On the season, he's quarterback two on a points-per-game basis. But here's his upcoming schedule. At Detroit, at New England. He plays Detroit on Thursday, obviously, on Thanksgiving. Then he's at New England, home to the Jets. Um, and then just home, bad against. home to Miami. Um, it's getting, obviously, a lot colder in, in Buffalo. You're still starting Josh Allen. He's still yes. Josh Allen. But um, if we were redrafting today, is he your number one quarterback? Is he your number two?
0: it's Mahomes, Fields, and then Allen's in a cluster, I think, particularly with the weather now. Like, if you could trade Josh Allen for Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow, I think those guys are in the same mix as him just because his passing yards go down in the second half of every season because it gets cold in Buffalo, as we know.
1: I want to know what's going on with Justin Fields' injury, but assuming Justin Fields is fine and continue to play – rest of the way, I would rather have Justin Fields. I would definitely have rather have Patrick Mahomes. I'd rather have Jalen Hurts, my fantasy ride yep. or die. And I think you can make an argument. I think I'm probably still sticking with Allen over Burrow and Herbert. But, yes, there if I you think. could get Herbert or Burrow plus a piece, like sure. a usable number two running back, I, or a, I, then, I think I think, then I think it's something to consider. I guess my point is is I, I, think, I no longer think he is consensus overall number one quarterback in fantasy, which is what he was coming into the season. It just – Too many weeks, it's taking them too long to get going. And we know there'll be some big games down the stretch, and he's still going to be a top-five fantasy quarterback the rest of the way. Easy, no questions asked. It's just like, you know, you drafted him to be elite of the elite, and he's – you know he's in a cluster with some other people and that's not what you draft him to be
0: yep i think lamar and tour in that discussion as well let's go to devin singletary who all of a sudden is getting in the end zone for fun two touchdowns last week he goes he gets 20 total touches 97 yards and a touchdown again against the browns and he's looking more like a a really high-end rb2 at this point
1: yes fifth straight week now that he's played at least 72 percent of the snaps. season high and and rushing yards. We liked Devin Singletary coming to the game. He was on my love list. We talked him up as a top 15 play. We talked about the fact. Um, I believe we took the over on him and proper shop, But, like, we, we were in on him because the Browns are so poor against the run, but also because, you know, Originally, we thought it was going to be a cold-weather game, and then, again, with not a lot of time to prepare because they're so busy just trying to get out of Buffalo into Detroit. We thought they would lean on the run game, and they did. Not only Devin Singletary, who finishes his running back nine for the week as we head into Monday Night Football, but how about James Cook? They're a very talented rookie. When they traded for Naheem Hines, Jay, the thought process was like, oh, all right, well, so much for James Cook. I guess he's more of a Dynasty League stash. But, you know, he has 11 for 86 yards in this game. He's averaging five point eight yards per carry on the season, over thirteen yards per reception this season. Looks the part, if there's one concern, he's playing on just he played on just twenty five percent of the snaps. Like his production didn't match the usage.
0: Yep. I'm with you there. Also I don't think we did the Bills game for proper shots. I like that you snuck in that little uh, W on the Devin Singletary over. It was during a commercial break. Yeah, it was during a commercial. This much
1: is this much you can. uh, So I I don't remember what we did during proper shots. I know that we were in on Devin Devin Singletary. We liked Devin Singletary. We talked him up quite a bit throughout the show. He was on my love list as well. I definitely know I talked about him during the ranking segment, where I I talked him up in a positive manner as well.
0: Amari Cooper, the neutral designation. But no, no, I think we need
1: to go a little bit more on on James Cook. Is James Cook somebody? That you're picking up do you think this was a fluke jay croucher do you think hey as it gets colder they want more of a two-headed approach here and both guys are viable is james cooks more just insurance for Devin singletary where are you on james cook
0: where am i as a man on yes. james cook look i'd be a little bit worried about Nahame hines as well cutting into that time i think that james cook I don't think he's necessarily going to get a bigger and bigger role as the season goes on with the pass catching just because the passing goes down in general as it gets colder. So I think he's mainly an insurance back for Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary is the one trending in the right direction. But, yeah, if you've got Devin Singletary, certainly you want James Cook on your bench.
1: Yeah, and I think he's an upside guy. That offense can be explosive enough that you want pieces of it. I don't think I'm starting James Cook next week against Detroit on Thanksgiving unless it's like on a one-game DFS slate. Sure. But I
0: would I would like to have him on my roster. Okay, let's talk quickly on Amari Cooper, who uh, the neutral designation means that he's allowed to have a big game because it's not really a road game. He shakes those struggles, finishes as wide receiver two, 113 receiving yards, two touchdowns, just a monster game from Cooper.
1: Yeah, really good. Fifth straight game this year with double-digit targets. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens to this Browns offense When Deshaun Watson takes over, because for whatever you think of Jacoby Brissett, I think he's certainly – my takes are two things. He's been better than advertised, better than people expect. And then a third bonus thing that I didn't even tell you about. I think he's been better for Amari Cooper than people thought as well. He's been really good for Amari Cooper. Honestly, good for Donovan Peoples-Jones, who gets into the end zone and has another good game. Somebody that we sort of talked about as well. He, they're home to Tampa Bay. So, again, the home road splits. Like, we talked about the fact that going from outdoors in Buffalo to indoors on a neutral site we thought would ultimately be good for Cooper. He was my wide receiver 21. <laughs> He's wide receiver, too. I didn't expect the two touchdowns here. But, obviously, you're starting Amari Cooper no matter what. Home to Tampa Bay and then at Houston. At Cincinnati will be a conversation, but then home to Buffalo. But three of the next four you feel good about. Um, Amari Cooper, no doubt.
0: Yep. All right, let's go to New Jersey, where the Lions lit up the New York Giants. And Jamal Williams was the big story. Gets three rushing touchdowns against the Giants. Looks like he is the clear locked-in guy in Detroit going forward over DeAndre Swift.
1: But nothing short of amazing. It's his fourth game this year with over 20 fantasy points. DeAndre Swift has one such game. Even when Swift is active. Here's the thing. A lot of people are like, We know they like him at the goal line, but what happens when DeAndre Swift is active? We talked about the fact that, hey, we're still starting him. We talked on Fantasy Football pregame. If you looked at my rankings throughout the week, also on the love list as well, that, hey, Jamal Williams is somebody that I don't care if Swift is active or not. In games in which DeAndre Swift is active this season, he's averaging basically 17 touches a game. And we know he gets all the goal line work. He leads the NFL in goal-to-go carries. That was a stat coming into the game. Obviously, he converts three in this one as well. 12 rushing touchdowns. That is five goal line touch five more goal line carries than any other running back in the NFL. He's actually got three times as many rushing touchdowns as the Packers and the Buccaneers. Yeah. Like Jamal Williams has been nothing short of amazing as you sit here and look at on your screen, right? Like he's got more than Derrick Henry, more than Nick Chubb, more than uh, Josh Jacobs or uh, league winner Ken Walker. More than Jalen Hurts even. Anyway, so 12 rushing touchdowns leads the field. Like he's, he's the fifth-best running back in fantasy. He's a locked-in RB, RB1, you know, yeah. until further notice. Low end one You know, DeAndre Swift, you know, gets, you, gets the touchdown, right? But he had eight touches in this game. Once again, another game with just single-digit touches, and I feel like that's going to always be the case with him. He's had under-eight rush runc- attempts in six to seven games he's played. He's only had one game. This one's shocking to me. He's only had one game with more than three receptions. They're just not using him in the passing game, which is so weird given his skill set, Jay. For the third straight game, he's played 31% of the snaps or fewer.
0: Yep. I, I think the problem with DeAndre Swift, it's not so much Jamal Williams for him. It's that Justin Jackson is now getting 25 snaps and 10 touches. Now he's got to compete with him as well. Yep. What's going on there? So I think DeAndre Swift, my thought was always that at some point in the season it would flip and DeAndre Swift would just become the guy. I don't think that's the bet anymore. I think Jamal Williams is definitely the guy you'd want going forward. A thousand percent. De- yeah, I mean, that, that guillotine league that
1: that I had that just lost, yeah, right? It. Right? No, you know who's on my bench in that league? is DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Like, I couldn't even risk him. <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, like I'm just, that's how good that team was, yeah. is that I was able to bench DeAndre Swift because I'm like, ah, eh, they're not going to use a lot. But, of course, he still scores. Yeah. Had I started DeAndre Swift over any of those other, like over Saquon Barkley, yeah. right? You know, I'm moving on.
0: Well, now you, but now, now I'm dead. Forever. I'm yeah. dead, dead, dead. Yeah, he's benching forever. forever. Yeah, all right. Ever. Hopefully not on the bench this week, but he might be Is Justin Fields, who gets yeah, injured in the this final one's drive. Awful. Against Atlanta, we'll see what the upshot of that is. But until that point, he'd been, you know, his usual self again. 85 rushing yards and a rushing TD. Just Justin Fieldsy.
1: You told me on fantasy football pregame that you didn't think this was sustainable. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It is. It's
0: sustained. It's sustained. Yeah. Well, he did the 60-yard rush, but he still produces value each week that he's healthy.
1: Fantastic. I mean, right over 80 rushing yards now in five of the past six games. Yep. I believe he had 85 rushing yards in this one as well. Throws a touchdown, runs for a touchdown. Uh, He is the sixth-best quarterback in fantasy as we head into Monday Night Football. Unfortunately, who knows what's going to happen uh, with uh, with Fields. Our fingers are crossed, but tomorrow will be a big day. You may need a quarterback for the rest of the – that's the concern here with Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. And, by the way, Matthew Stafford. Not that Matthew Stafford is fantasy relevant, but when you think about how important those two guys are, Fields and Stafford, to their teams – and where the season is for those two teams, do you think maybe, hey, you know what, let's just shut these guys down? Like there's no reason, especially with Justin Fields, honestly either of those guys, there's no reason with either of those guys to be back out there for competitive NFL reasons because it's not their season. And both those guys are such key parts of the future for I think him.
0: Fields has played so well that he's more likely to get shut down now because they've seen enough. Had he not played so well, they might want to put him out there to see if he's the guy for next year. He's right. definitely the guy for next year. Uh, let's quickly touch on Kyle Pitts, who looks like he's suffered an MCL sprain, still waiting for the exact uh, timeline and all of that. I mean, five targets, three receptions, 43 yards. That's kind of a good game for Kyle Pitts these days. That's what's
1: sad. I mean, look, I don't mean to make light of anyone's injury. Um, uh, so, you know, we hope the best for Kyle Pitts. But from a purely fantasy perspective, it's unfortunately like, uh, I'm not sure it matters. No. You know what I mean? It, it actually, it honestly, from a, again, we are not rooting for anyone to ever get injured. Absolutely not. I hope for the best for Kyle Pitts. But I would say for our purposes in terms of what we do here on the show, it actually might be helpful if we knew he was out. Because then you get out of the, oh, God, He's been so terrible. Yes. And I don't want to start him, but he's Kyle Pitts. And what if this is the big game? Yeah. And oh, what do I, you know, and so if at least he's out and it's take that decision's taken out. Yes. Of, uh, don't of, have to worry about Kyle Pitts about versus it. Greg Dulcich. No. Exactly. Greg Dulcich. But that was the text I actually got from my buddy Lewis was Kyle Pitts or Greg Dulcich. Like 100%. Like those are the kind of. Things that people are worrying about and so right the best week this season was the Falcons bye week I didn't have to worry about okay should I start Kyle Pitts or not so anyway we hope for the best for Kyle Pitts if you've been using him as your tight end there's a chance you may need to go to the waiver wire which we will deal with tomorrow we will talk about all the potential quarterback fill-ins and all the potential tight end fill-ins worth noting my bold prediction last week on the fantasy football pregame was 120 total yards and a touchdown for David Montgomery you know what you got over 120 total yards and a touchdown. Good for you. Uh, we bright When we come back, weekend league. warriors. <laughs> yeah. Come back if you want, or if not, it doesn't matter. I'll still be ranting. I'm very upset. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Mc Crispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
0: Download the RotoWorld app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster and get the latest injury updates. Matthew Barry, player news plus much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today.
1: And and one um, one update that's on the RotoWorld app, I am sure, is that the NFL Network is reporting this. This happened just over the commercial break. Uh, Jay, is that uh, I'm quoting here the uh, the tweet from Ian Rapport. Uh, sources, Falcons stand out tight end Kyle Pitts is believed to have suffered a torn MCL that would require surgery. This is following his MRI today. A brutal blow to one of the game's best young players. He'll have a second opinion before deciding what's next. Torn MCLs are not good. Uh, you know, I don't believe so. Um, uh, that's me. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I feel like a sprained MCL is uh, not as bad as a torn MCL. Feels like he's definitely going to miss some time on the season. Kyle Pitts is tight end 21 on a points per game basis. He hasn't been a top 20 uh, fantasy tight end this year. He's had a 27% target share, but given how run heavy the Falcons are, it's still less than six targets a game. I think you can wait to see, I suppose, but if he's going to miss any amount of time, and it sounds like he's going to, if I'm in a redraft league and you haven't already, cut him. Him. you were looking for another tight end when we get into waivers yeah.
0: tomorrow okay that's bad news let's get to some better news and let's talk weekend warriors let's start off with joe burrow sure. who uh finishes as qb2 he destroys the steelers we thought that might be an ugly game uh mm. it was ugly for the defenses but joe burrow and, and me yeah, it me. was ugly for me. Well, i decided right to make to this entire show about me. And you because, the again, thing in the, in the him, guillotine
1: like? league, well, no, because one of the, t- the, the team that I was competing against, the team that, like, stupidly started Devontae Smith and yeah. Gabe Davis and all these high volatile players that sure. he lucked out with touchdowns, this thing, uh, he also had Joe Burrow. Right. And they so you're like, well. Joe Burrow, like, no. You know what he did? <laughs> he dumped off to Samaje Pirine. <laughs> he got three touchdowns from p Pirine. The total of those three passes was less than 10 yards. And yet, if you look at the box score – you know, he's got, like, whatever, you know, something like 50 yards and three touchdowns. Like, yeah. I mean, wow. look at this. Samaje Pirine, over 30 fantasy points. Samaje Pirine just, you know, had a monster game. And honestly, literally, like, if you go back and you watch that game, it was nothing but dump-offs to Samaje Pirine that he then takes the distance. And so I feel like... Uh, even though Joe Burrow got all the credit, it was really Samaje Pirine, right? I mean, he had, he had the 29-yard touchdown catch. Like, I mean, like, Samaje Pirine had 52 yards receiving. And so you look at Joe Burrow, 355. Really, it should have been 300 yards and one touchdown.
0: Well, it's like I always say when you're a Super Bowl contender, just give the ball to Samaje and get the hell out of the way awesome. Sure. Uh, Samajay Piran is Samajay the man. Piran, who, which is why they lost the Super Bowl last year. Because he couldn't and, get past Aaron Donald? Yeah. You know?
1: And, well, and, you know, and, let's, and a ticky-tack, <laughs> you know, pass interference called out at the end. The very ticky-tack that was not like what they called the rest of the game. But whatever, I'm not bitter.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, the rest of the Bengals as well, outside of the, the Samajay experience, performed too. T. Higgins was the big one. Nine receptions for 148 receiving yards. He was great. And he was great. Joe Mixon obviously leaves the game early, which allows the Samaj experience to really take And that's life. the point. Like, my
1: bitching aside, right, the fact of the matter is Samaj P. Ryan is a very valuable insurance running back. And if Joe Mixon is to miss any time, hopefully we'll get an update tomorrow. But Samaj P. Ryan needs to be rostered in a lot more leagues because while I'm not expecting three touchdowns every game. The fact of the matter is, is that when he has filled in for Joe Mixon, he has been very, very good. And so um, Samaj P. Ryan, uh, you know, is pretty good. Upcoming schedule for the Bengals, Titans, Chiefs, Browns, Bucks. So a, 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 mixed a bag. you know, definitely a mixed bag in terms of defenses they'll face. But you know, Joe Burrow uh, locked in as a fantasy starter here. Uh, other side of the ball here. How about Najee He's Harris? Back. Like the ghost of Najee Harris. He's back. You
0: know, Undertaker gift coming yeah. back up. Yeah. Might finish the year better than Saquon Barkley the rest of the way at, at uh, this pace with Saquon's 15-22. to 22. He has 90 rushing yards. Gets the receiving work, though, which is the key. Four receptions for 26 yards. That helps you in PPR. Leagues, we've got your tweet on the screen. Where is that? Najee Harris-Bain. And that was
1: after the play where he ran towards the end zone and leaped over. The, I yeah. mean, like, look, he looked spry. Yeah. He looked spry. young and spry. He, he looked very unTrent yeah. Richardson-like. Yes. Which is what Shedding he had. Shedding the tag. He, yes. Out tag. My legal that, tag, yeah, tag. That's fine. I'll own it. But he's now had 20 touches and 80 or more scrimmage yards in three of the past four games, whereas he had one such game through the first six weeks of the season. And so suddenly starting to look like the guy we all drafted. And so that was nice here. Uh, Again, and I think your point about the receiving work, four for 26 as a pass catcher over the last four games, he's averaging 4.4 yards per carry. Whatever it was, whether it was the leaking of, hey, Jalen Warren might take over this job or whatever 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 mental gymnastics they did, it has worked. Najee Harris is uh, back in as a low-end yep.
0: run running back one. Yep. A guy who never oh. left outside of that one weird game against New Orleans is Devante Adams, who goes off much to your chagrin. 13 targets, 7 receptions, just a casual 141 receiving yards, and 2 touchdowns, including the walk-off home run.
1: Yeah. Not to my chagrin, games I like been. Devontae Adams. Why was that to my chagrin? I thought he was in uh, the gu- guillotine league. In, I have him on my other guillotine. Uh, I'm, in two, uh, I'm, I'm moving Lose on to my other guillotine right. league. Got thanks it. to I number seven.
0: I thought Guillermo might have started. That ball. No, no. Guillermo would be so lucky <laughs> to have Devontae Adams. Yeah. No, gu- I don't I think there's much to say here outside of Devontae Adams is really, really good. And Derek Carr, who maybe was holding him back a little bit earlier on... Uh, was putting him in positions to succeed yesterday. Raiders get the win in a blockbuster game of football. Oh, my goodness. Like, I I, I don't know that there's any...
1: What about the Pat Sertan? That was wow. my man. Like, I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't know why Nathaniel Hackett
0: hasn't been fired. Wow. Matthew Barry just, just but, heaving fire today. I mean,
1: again, I never want anyone to be fired. Like, it's awful you thing, sure? right? Yeah. yeah, no, I... I know I'm not rooting for anyone. In, but I want to be clear here. I'm not rooting for anyone to be fired. Being fired sucks, and it sucks for NFL personnel and coaches who have wives and spouses and kids, and it disrupts your entire family, and it's awful. And people are and people know your business, and it, you know, and like it just sucks. But that is the business we live in, right? You know, when you become a highly paid NFL co- head coach, that's part of the gig. And when you become a highly paid NFL head coach for a multi-billionaire who signs a quarterback, who gets you a franchise quarterback at a quarter of a billion dollars, which is what he did, and one of the best defenses in the NFL, and you've only won two games through 11 weeks? Yes, people start asking questions. Is that legit?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I, do you kind of want Mike McCarthy to be fired? Though I feel like you're, you're off yeah, Mike that's <laughs> yeah, that's, that where, one's that's personal. Yeah, that one's personal. Okay, that's one personal. Yeah. Hackett. I mean, I don't want no, to be the like, Bill Simmons body language expert, but he looked like he had no idea what he was doing on the sideline. I don't know just, why he didn't call time out on the last drive that the Raiders had. I don't know what what's going on. Yeah, it just there
1: were, there were there a lot of, and it's not the not the first time we've seen some sort of brain farts, you know, in the last minutes of a game yep. that you thought the Broncos could or should have won, and they did not. So I feel bad. Um, Let's ride right into the ground. Um, Anyway, so it's really interesting here. Back to Pittsburgh for one quick second. I just want to mention George Pickens. Another huge game for Pickens as well. Uh, he's now had 14 or more fantasy points in four of the six games where he's got at least six targets. By the way, should have had an b- even bigger day. Absolutely, just Drop dropped, yep. uh, dropped what uh, like a walk-in touchdown. Which, by the way, in a game in which I lost in a, another league where I had pickens <laughs> and I lost by like five points, and I have pickens in that league. If he catches that thing, I win. So anyway, yesterday was not my day.
0: Let's talk another superstar rookie sure. wide receiver, Chris Olave. Five receptions, 102 yards, gets the deep touchdown bomb, lights up Jalen Ramsey. And also Jawan Johnson. How about him? Just scores touchdowns for funds and keeps producing. So, not fantasy viability in New Orleans.
1: Yeah, I don't know if there's anything we need to say about Chris Olave. He's awesome. He's quarterback proof. He's averaging over 14 fantasy points per game with Dalton. He's averaging over 14 fantasy points with Winston. He's, you know, he's a top 20. 20- Locked in wide receiver and, you know, borderline top ten in the right right situation. But Juwan Johnson, someone we'll talk about more tomorrow as we're looking for more tight ends. He's now been a top ten fantasy tight end four of the past five weeks. He's had three straight games with over 40 yards. He has scored in four of the past five games as well. And so on a, on a Saints team that doesn't seem to have a lot of weapons because apparently they no longer consider Alvin Kamara yeah. a weapon, which... You know, don't get me started. Uh, you know, Jawan Johnson is certainly one of them. He's tied in five as we head into Monday Night Football. Alvin Kamara, just as long as we mention him real quick, has now had under 13 fantasy points in three straight games. He's had one game this entire year in which he scored a touchdown. Yeah. This is Alvin Kamara. He had three touchdowns in one game, but whatever. They all came in that one week, six game. I... I wouldn't mind Dennis Allen getting in the can here okay.
0: either. <laughs> Let's go. One guy who's not getting the can is John Harbaugh, one of the best no, coaches in no, the NFL. Not. Let's go to Baltimore. Demarcus Robinson, is he wide receiver one in Baltimore going forward?
1: I mean, it's worth noting that he's had at least eight receptions. – I'm sorry, at least eight targets and 12 fantasy points in two of the last three. He's a nice wide receiver. You know what I mean? He's had success in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. Just, like – they have Andrews, you know, and then, you know, Devin DuVernay. And, by the way, Lamar Jackson, your boy.
0: Yeah, you're my a boy. guy. You're a no. li- yep. ride or right. die. Yesterday. I feel like you're, cl-
1: you're closer to die. Yes. I mean, like, he couldn't do it against Caroline. I- He's an interesting name. We'll get more into him tomorrow. Um, probably should be picked up. But it's only his second game this year with over 30 yards. I'd want to see some more consistency from him. Feels like, feels like much like the running backs in Baltimore. It's going to be wide receiver. By committee.
0: Yep, that makes sense. All right, let's talk about some kickers. I don't think we've talked kickers all uh, all year long, but uh, they deserve mention today because all of the kickers on this list, and we'll go through the names, they all scored more points than Justin Jefferson, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, C.D. Lamb, AJ Brown, Dalvin Cook, Damian Pierce, and those heroes are Tyler Bass, Brett Maher, Evan McPherson, Harrison Butker, Daniel Carlson, Brandon McManus, Matthew Wright, Youngway Koo, Joey Sly, and the great. Chase McLaughlin. I, it was so gross <laughs> yesterday. I
1: don't. I, I. am in a couple of leagues with kickers because the commissioner set it up that way. I hate kickers. I hate playing in fantasy leagues with kickers. I'm only in these leagues for various reasons. Like One of them was a work league that I got set up. Not this work league that we're in, but a, another one's a different work league that I got set up in. The commissioner set up with kickers. I'm like, why would we play with kickers? And the guy's like, I don't know. I, whatever. There's like a couple of legacy leagues that I'm in that, that I can't get the commissioner to change. I hate kickers,
0: don't play with kickers Don't play with kickers Don't play with kickers Yep But if you do All they do like... is out. do promo- is outperform uh, Justin Jefferson. Alright, we're going to go to a promo My favourite one of the year yeah. so far Matthew Release the Hounds!
1: It's yes. a Thanksgiving
0: tradition like no other The National Dog Show presented by Purina Thousands of dogs Matthew compete for the title of best in show Thanksgiving at noon Eastern on NBC right. and Peacock. Let's BBC. go to break when you, we come back. Sunday scary
1: Can you bet on that? I, uh, I bet MGM. Yeah, let the, me get some odds. Yeah, we'll find I out. want, I want <laughs> odds on the Shaggy one. Second half, especially the seven possessions, only two yards.
0: Um. If Zach continues to struggle, do you have to go to Mike? No, that, that's that's the furthest thing on my mind. Uh, I, I've told you guys before, Zach's our quarterback, and uh, we're gonna we've got to find ways to help him get better. As an
1: offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. <laughs> no. I, lo- I love how definitive he is with a no. <laughs> And I feel like...
0: really inspires confidence.
1: It really inspires confidence. I feel like you could have some fun with that. Like, just that clip. Me, Rubes, I don't know if we can cue that up and and try that, but just... So, so, like, let me ask you a question. Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, um, uh, Matthew Berry from Peacock. Um, uh, Do you know who Elijah Moore is? No. 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 all? Okay, let me try this one. Let me try this one again. Um, uh, Listen, I, um... Hey, I came down for breakfast the other morning, and I saw somebody young uh, running out the back door, uh, holding my mom's coffee cup. Was that you?
0: The defense down
1: at all? No. no. Are you sure it wasn't you?
0: All right. <laughs> that was Matthew Barry from Peacock. Zach. Yeah, this, I I again, that Matthew, Matthew, Matthew
1: Barry from Matthew, Matthew right. Barry from Matthew uh, Barry from 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 Peacock <laughs> yeah. here. Um, uh, Matthew Barry from Peacock, one, one, one last question here. Um, uh, Zach, is Joe Flacco elite? No, at all. No. No. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting,
0: interesting. interesting comments from right. Zach Wilson. Let's take a look at some of those offensive stats that I, I, he I, put I, up against the Patriots. If you enjoyed that bit, don't worry. <laughs> that that bit's coming back. <laughs> More punts than completions. There Dude. were ten punts, nine completions, seventy-seven passing yards. That's across a full game. 59 yards on the ground, 2.1 yards per play. That seems high. I think we might have to double-check that. Uh, it didn't seem like they could get anything going. And we actually have video of the Jets' offense from yesterday, Matt. Okay, let's do it. So this is the Jets. That's Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, taking
1: flight. Oh, no. Uh, he uh, sailed uh, the ball uh, over uh, uh, another receiver's head on the screen.
0: Ah, oh, and he's in fuego. That's his press conference did, at the did, end there. Did, by the way, do you
1: think the Jets' offense actually got that high at one point? <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you think that's being that's, too kind? Yeah,
0: that's more yards than the Jets ever got yesterday. Uh, I don't I, know what I else compare? there
1: is to say. I'm going to compare two quarterbacks. Two quarterbacks through their first 20 starts. Yeah, Zach Wilson's made uh, 20 starts. Zach Wilson's first 20 starts in the NFL, 6.3 yards per attempt, a 13-16 to touchdown-to-interception ratio, a passer rating of 70.7. Yeah, Quarterback B. 6.2 yards per pass attempt, so point uh, a tenth of, uh, of a yard less. A 15 to 13 touchdown interception ratio, so slightly better because sure. Zax is 13 to 16. This guy is 15 to 13 touchdown interception ratio and a 70.6 passer rating versus Zax, which is 70.7. So quarterbacks fairly statistically sure.
0: similar. Fairly similar. Do you know who quarterback B is? Is It's Jamarcus Russell? It's Jamarcus Russell. (laughs) I was going to guess him or uh, Jake Locker or Christian Hackenberg or whatever. Yeah, Zach Wilson. It's Jamarcus
1: Russell who is, for our younger viewers, who is fairly or not widely considered to be the biggest bust in quarterback history, in NFL quarterback history, right? I mean, is that? That's fair. I mean, mean, like, regardless of whether you think that or not, that's the general consensus. Uh, So, for me, ultimately, you know, look, it, it sounds like they're sticking by Zach Wilson. I don't know that that actually happens, but here's my question is. For the fantasy-relevant players on this team, Jay, Michael Carter, Garrett Wilson, both have bad games against the Patriots. They're not the only ones to have bad games against the Patriots. A lot of people do. Good defense. A, a very good defense. Second time they played them. Second time they played them in a short period of time, Patriots were off the bye to prepare. Of course, so were the Jets, but Whatever. Are you out on Michael Carter and Garrett Wilson until you see something, or is this just a bad day at the office?
0: I think Michael Carter is still fine to start going forward just because of the workload and because of how bad Zach Wilson is, and they have a favorable matchup against Chicago, where they are six-point favorites, despite what Zach Wilson threw up. Garrett Wilson, I think he's got one more week against the weaker defense in Chicago, but not feeling great about it. Let's go to the other New York team, though. Saquon Barkley, uh, 15 for I agree with for you. Garrett
1: Wilson's going to be a... I, I need to see it a little bit more, but... Um, Better days are ahead for the Jets.
0: Yep. Okay. Any concern with Saquon Barkley? Rest no. of the season, I think you just have to fire him up for. It was just one, just a bad day at the office.
1: Just you know, single-handedly out here killing guillotine teams yeah. and and other teams as well, Saquon. And you don't love the matchup at Dallas, but no. you're still starting him. You I have can't, to start like, in terms of. Is there an actual item? I don't think so. You're not trying to sell him low, you know, or no, whatever. Not at his trying lowest to,
0: point right now. Yeah, I mean, I still think, like, you know. What are we doing with New York pass catchers with Wondale Robinson, uh, unfortunately, with the torn ACL? Darius yeah, mean, Slayton time?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. He's had at least 13 fantasy points in four of the past six games. He's the only guy that you feel good about. Again, they're, on, they're traveling on a short week to Dallas and Thanksgiving, so kind of want to see that. Then they play Washington. Philadelphia and Washington so it's a really tough schedule coming up here if someone was willing to give me a top five player for Saquon I might consider that because it is worth noting that he's had only one game with 20 receiving yards since week five so the passing game usage hasn't been there recently but he's still Saquon given how bad running back is out there I'm probably still sticking with Saquon awful news about Wandell Robinson a guy that we liked quite a bit but he's now out for the year Uh, I do think Slayton and Barkley are the only two guys, but whatever. Daniel Jones continues to be a viable QB streamer. He yep. also
0: had a good game yesterday. Yep. Okay, someone who didn't have a great game was Miles Sanders against the improving Indianapolis defense that has always been tough against the run. 47 rushing yards, you hit on the under on your bet on his receiving yards because he gets one reception for one that yard. That's crazy. He's his line was six and a half receiving <laughs> yards. I took the under and I won it. Yeah. That's a good bet. So he's just a touchdown dependent flex going forward? Pretty much. He's just
1: got no receiving game usage as well he's had under 15 touches in three of the past four games if there's anything positive he plays the Packers this week which is you know a, a team that you can absolutely run on I think they get right against the Packers I'm sticking with I'm sticking with Miles Sanders okay, let's uh, as race a top bottom borderline top 20 guy here
0: yes let's race through these last three names Damian Pierce against your commanders has a dreadful game looking like he's maybe not game script independent anymore It was one bad
1: game. It's his first game with under 12 fantasy points since week two. And again, scoring was just down across the board in the NFL. Washington took command, which is what they do. Pick six immediately uh, got them in a hole here as well. They play Miami next week. I'm I'm willing to give Damian Pierce one more week, no question about it. I'm not worried about it.
0: Okay, last name, DJ Moore. Do you have to bench him if Baker Mayfield remains the starter going forward?
1: They play Denver next week, 100%. And I'm nervous about Deontay Foreman as well, you know, 11 rushes, 24 yards. This was just a. We thought it would be a tough matchup, but it just the offense under Baker Mayfield just doesn't feel, uh, you know. Good. Yes, good. <laughs> doesn't good feel the word good. I was looking for. Yep. Just doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel great. Baker Mayfield for Zach Wilson. Who says no? <laughs>
0: yeah, I'd rather have Baker. The, but answer, yeah. the, the answer is America. Yeah. Whoever right, wins, so, way uh, lose. At any
1: rate, uh, I'm still sticking by Deontay Foreman as a flex. I'm out on DJ Moore until PJ Walker.
0: Back. All right, let's when go to we break. Return. Monday Night Football best bets, courtesy of our friends at BetMGM. Matthew, sure. Barry. The action never stops at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code Barry, and your first wager is risk-free up to one thousand dollars. Simply download the BetMGM app today, or go to betmgm.com and enter bonus code Barry to make your first wager risk-free up to one thousand dollars. And let's take a look at the most bet props. At BetMGM for Monday Night Football and uh, a couple of 49ers, Sarah, uh, Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. McCaffrey to score first touchdown is plus 450. McCaffrey to score a touchdown anytime is minus 140. And it's the same price for George Kittle over three and a half receptions in Mexico City. This yeah. is the last call, Matthew Barry. What's your best bet? Yeah,
1: well, listen.
0: Uh, first off... You know, thank you to my friends at Jam.
1: Thank you for betting because, like, when everything else goes wrong, like yes. it did with my – you at least, at least have some bets. And I won some bets last night, which uh, makes me feel good. I always like betting on the Patriots defense. I just want to mention them real quick because we a lot, run, run out of time. They're the number one defense in fantasy so far yeah. this year. It's just worth noting. They've uh, had 13 fantasy points or more in four of their past six. Um, but in terms of what bets do I like tonight, give me George Kittle. So you saw one of the most popular bets is over three-and-a-half receptions. Look, and we always talk about start your tight ends against Arizona. I like George Kittle over 41.5 receiving yards. Arizona allows a league-high 77.5 receiving yards. Two opposing tight ends. They're giving up 77.6, to be specific, uh, yards per game to opposing tight ends. Seven different times this year, a tight end has had at least 45 or more yards against the Arizona Cardinals. He's George Kittle. Give me the over on 41 and a half receiving yards. That number seems way too low.
0: Okay, I'm going with another guy who got snubbed by the Warriors cheerleaders courtside for Jimmy Garoppolo, and that is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Taking his receiving yards over 35 and a half. He's had 15 targets his first two games properly locked in as a San Francisco 49er not counting the Chiefs game where he was just signed so over 35 and a half he's hit that both of the past two weeks Also like Jimmy Garoppolo over one and a half rushing yards he's gone over four straight I think against the Cardinals uh, he'll get that done the big point on McCaffrey similar to your tight end point they're the third worst team defending running backs so if they seem to struggle uh, guys going over the middle and, and leaking and, out and
1: not only is it a divisional game but think about Kittle and McCaffrey being snubbed by the Warriors <laughs> yeah.
0: cheerleaders they like it's so they, much They've got a chip
1: on their shoulder. Yes. They're going to ball out here on Monday Night Football. 100%. and type like, that, Jimmy. They're going go, to be like, oh, well, okay, American cheerleaders don't like us, <laughs> but what about the ones here in Mexico? Yes. They're going to impress them. For Jay Croucher, I'm Matthew Barry. It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Good luck on Monday Night Football. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace out.